Welcome to the No Clue Podcast, episode 191. Uh, we are back. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. Um, not only are we back, but the NBA is back, finally. Yes. Our favorite sport, our specialty, is finally back. Um, so we're going to preview it uh, and run through all the teams, early award picks, Um Best and worst case scenarios of teams. We're going to deep dive uh, the league in probably two part episode. But um, okay, let's start with the West. Where do you want to start? Um, Let's start with the teams that didn't make the playoffs last year. So let's go through all the teams that didn't make the playoffs. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, see. Let's go there first. You're tanking for Victor. I would assume tank for Victor. List? I would assume, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Chet and Victor would be absolutely insane. Having two players seven foot above yeah. seven foot doing that stuff, that would be nuts. But very possible. They're such a wild card because so many of their guys, I just want to see another year. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, Me too. Besides Dort, who they paid and who I really like, everybody else is still kind of a mystery to me, mm-hmm. even SGA, which they might move him. They might not. Right. Uh, he might get healthy. He might not. Waiting for him to have a full healthy season. Yeah. And, and I think this team could come out hot if they're healthy to start the year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious. I think a lot like, of teams won't prepare for them. I'm I'm just curious if they make like a surprising jump at least early on. Maybe somebody got way better for them that nobody saw coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're they're like an impossible team to actually predict to me. They are, they are. Let me ask you this: If uh, you had the number one pick next year, number one or number two pick next year, and OKC offered you three first round picks for the year after next would you take it i don't know man scoot scoot henderson looked really good too <laughs> he did he, <laughs> he did. looked he might have looked even better like immediately yeah maybe i don't think so nah and nah not if i'm like <laughs> not if i'm a, I'm a team struggling and i really need like somebody to turn the franchise i, I can't yeah. take that risk yeah fair enough fair enough Okay, uh, that's it for OKC. That's all. Um, do you think they'll tank, or do you think they just won't be good? I mean, I I think it's two different things, because I think that the sneak away of tanking now is your best player is kind of hurt. You're just gonna sit him the whole season, like you know we've seen that a few yeah. times with um, seventy sixers have done it twice. Uh. I guarantee they'll sit somebody for the year if it's like if they're out for like maybe 70 percent of the year, they're done. Yeah. SGA would be the one. SGA would be the one. I hope not. Twist his ankle. He's done for the season. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, Okay, moving on. Let's go to Utah. Traded their whole team away. Um, Yes. Conley and. Clarkson remain, but we know they'll be gone before Christmas, I would say. Uh, 
lot of good teams could take them. What do you think their plan is? Are are they in? Are they tanking or are they just? Because I most teams, even when they do a rebuild, they do it a lot differently than Utah is doing it. I don't I'm even see honest, it as a rebuild. This team, I think, could battle for a playing spot. They could. Because this is this is all the makings of one of those rosters that's obviously not good at all. Yeah. But there's not a lot of like guys who haven't played at all. No, it's not. It's it's that's what I'm saying. It's all guys who you wouldn't think would be on a rebuild team. Exactly. So uh, so they have all the makings, and they have a brand new coach with no real experience. Yeah. So he'll be, you know, he'll be encouraging these guys to do exactly what they like doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they could win a lot of games, to be honest. <laughs> I do, too. I just. It depends how long they keep Conley and Clarkson for me. I think as soon as. As soon as they're gone. I think the team is going to start tanking. And when I and their version of tanking would be. Um, playing Johnny Juzang and Walker Kessler and Okai Abaji for you know twenty five plus minutes a night each. I think that that would be their version of tanking. Starting to kill Alexander Walker. Um, Taylor Horton Tucker is averaging twenty eight points a game for them, like something ridiculous, yeah, like that. He's like their leading scorer. When that happens, I'm like, all right, they're tanking. But they don't need to do that with the roster right now. So it's curious. I, um, I'm with you, though. They could easily beat a lot of these teams on an off night. For That's sure. what I'm saying. Especially, like, they could beat the crap out of the Lakers on an off night. <laughs> of course. <laughs> really could. And it's, t- it's tough because Sexton is a guy who plays hard every single night. Uh, I think Beasley comes at somebody's head every night. I think Jared Vanderbilt works hard every night. Um, obviously, Clarkson. Olenek plays hard every night. So they don't have a lot of guys who, who are willing to just take nights off anyway. So, yeah. But to be fair, it, all that could not mesh well at all, and it could just yeah. be a shootout team losing every night. Very possible. Yeah. Uh, so while I while I say that they have a good chance of fighting for a playing spot, they also could be yeah. the worst record in the West. Yeah, they do for sure, sure, very possible. Yeah, but I I'm more inclined to think if they have the worst record in the West, it's on purpose. Like like I said, they'll they're limiting Clarkson's minutes and Sexton's minutes. They're not playing them as much as they probably should be playing, and they're gonna just start losing games. All right. Um, moving on. Let's see. Oh, Utah did make the playoffs. So that, that, so that was my bad. Um, Portland? Yeah, let's go to Portland. Um, Over or under Dame plays 60 games? That's the big mystery. I think Dane plays less than 60 games. What about you? Ooh. I think more because I'm not ready to like be like he's injury prone. 
because it's really just this past year. Oh, you're just thinking in terms of injuries? I was just what? thinking he's just, just going to sit him some games because they're going to suck. <laughs> oh, no way. There's no I way. I was thinking load management-wise. No. I no, doubt. He... I highly doubt it. Hey. I think he got a taste of the load management um, the year before last when uh, there was like a period where him and McCollum were like alternating games. You remember that? Yeah. It was only like a 10 game period or something like that. But I, I don't. They're going to be bad, man. The problem is we haven't seen Dame in a little while, similar to Kawhi. Um, yeah. But like. What what we kind of forgot, and I was thinking about this the other day, like Portland, the problems that we kind of really were done with this past year, they've had for years. What do you mean? Which ones? The, the chemistry issues with McCollum, the oh, yeah. uh, just the fact that the roster is not really complete, doesn't really have a direction. It's coached in a strange way. Yeah, certain players are given more freedom than they should be yeah the problem is dame had him winning all the time yeah this team was in shootouts before with everyone before that became like the the league-wide trend right that's true so if dame plays 65 games this team is not going to be like awful to me I agree with you, but the West wasn't as strong. I mean, the league wasn't as strong as it is now. And the thing is, some of these guys, like I've seen, like I'm good on Nurkic. Keon Johnson is cool, but he doesn't help this team to me at all. And Simons, I think Damian and Simons, we said we want to see it because we have no idea what that really looks like with Simons now having such a bigger uh bigger role i don't see the chemistry working out there i don't see how it how the calculations are going to work there but it it could it very much could and the thing is damien is one of those guys similar to like iverson that could he could just put up as many points as he has to every single night as to your point he could have them winning but and and this roster that's the weird thing like in in some slight ways the roster did get better it's just in last not, year. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not really like long-term meaningful. Yeah. So it's hard to be excited. But again, this is another like playing or awful team because Dame could have this team winning all the time. Dame could be an MVP candidate. Sharp yeah. looked great in a little bit. We saw in the preseason. He did. He has some uh, really good moments. Grant is going to fit, even if he's not doing as much as we think he can. Yeah. This team is more built for how they play than they have been in the past. I would agree with that, yeah. Like, I just... The big the big concern for me is, I, I don't know if Chauncey's really a good coach or not. And the worst part is... They got Scott Brooks as their assistant coach. So oh Chauncey... God, are you serious? Yeah. See now, so, my now my opinion is way more negative. Now, if they fire Chauncey, then Scott Brooks is probably going to oh, take man. it over, and that's going to be even more of a disaster. Then Damian really will have to win MVP. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but no, I, I agree. I think this team could be really good. It could be eighth seed or like you said, or completely trash, but I just, I don't think that Dame is gonna, I don't see them running Dame into the ground this year. I really don't. Not at this age, not after missing a whole season. I think, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I, I definitely I'm completely on the other side. I think this is the first time Dame missed a year. So he's yeah. going to be hungry. Uh, now, now, if you, I'm not talking from his perspective. From his perspective, I definitely think he, he'll come out and start averaging 40 if, if he thinks he needs to. I just don't think the team or the organization is willing to run Dame into the ground this season. But you know they're so. going to be hovering around 500. Uh, yeah. they'll, they'll be like – they'll be good enough to be a, like a part of the playoffs. Yeah but not a real threat to any of the meaningful playoff teams. Right. That's true. Yeah. That's where I think they've not changed at all. Yeah. I I got to see what Simons brings because he really didn't do – did he even play in the preseason? I didn't notice him didn't out there. I him. Um, I got to see what he does. And I'd like to see what offense they run with this team. They, I mean – Man, this team is bad, man. I just I Dude. hate that they got worse defensively and they were horrible. They like they were really bad and they got worse. You think they got worse defensively? Yeah. With Simons and Dame starting, oh god. And Nurkic in the paint protecting it. Oh. Well, they, that's what they've had though. That's the problem. McCollum was better than Simons. You get yeah, even was, smaller. Yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. in the West is getting bigger. Yeah, they got they got a lot smaller because now they really don't even have a backup center. Um, Drew Eubanks is backup center. He's not really a center. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, like, I, they're a the, big question mark for me. You know what? Another negative thing I think Utah has over them is Utah well, can survive injuries a lot better than Portland can. That's true because the depth. I mean, if, if Dame, if Dame goes out, we're back in the lottery again. Yeah, we're doing exactly what we did last season. Like <laughs> Just literally with a lottery pick on the team. You know, and they're and they're even a team like Nurkic is a huge loss for them, and he sucks. I know that's the biggest thing to me. If Nurkic gets hurt, what like, do they you do? You should be playing better. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have anyone that's even a capable starter. You know, now, like we, now you used to have a backup that I, I liked between like yeah. Robin and or one of the Plumleys. Yeah. I mean, now, even Whiteside is a serviceable yeah. starter if you if you have an injury. Like we're looking at these other teams that are two or three deep as far as centers go. And Portland is barely one deep. That's that's really bad. Yeah. Um you know, getting Gary Payton the second helps your defense a little bit. I think Jeremy Grant's going to help their defense. Um, but, like, they've never maximized defensive players. Never. No, because NBA and high-level basketball is about team defense, and they don't play good team defense that's, at all. That's what I'm saying. They're so bad. They just stick. They did it with Aminu for years. Aminu wasn't ever good, but Aminu right. was, like, like, a contributing player. They turned him into a liability. I'll give you a right. modern player that's been good everywhere but there, Covington. Yeah, 
Covington yeah, was a, a high-level sure. 3 and D player everywhere he's been except Portland. Yep. And Portland seems to only play 3 and D, but they just don't defend anybody. Yeah. Yeah. They're the biggest question mark in the West for me, to be honest. Um, so we'll talk about them more. I mean, as much as we can, I'm not sure if they're even going to get a lot of televised games, but um, probably just There's against the be Warriors. That stretch where Dame is doing something uh, like Steph esque. Yeah. And they're going to have to show Dame. Yeah. Yeah. NBA TV, probably. Yeah. I'm definitely curious to see how Dame and Sharp plays. If Sharp is going to be a one-on-one threat, like they kind of projected him to be, or is he going to be an off-ball guy? You know, I I guess, like, uh, the difference between a – I just had him – like Anthony Edwards, kind of, like, off the ball, but if you give it to him, he can expose anybody, any mismatch. Or is he going to be a real ball dominant, um, you know, go getter off the dribble ISO kind of guy? And I don't really see that from what I saw in the preseason. I don't really see him as an ISO guy. I just see him as a quick, you know, five second possession bucket kind of guy. Yeah. So I like to see what what that, um, how him and Dame work with that. Because Dame really hasn't had that, and he's needed that. Because McCollum is not a quick bucket guy. I mean, he can get catch-and-shoot shots, but he's not a, you know, short-possession player like Sharp might be. And to your point, I think that's the exact thing that will tell us if Chauncey's a good coach or not. I agree. Because that, like, if like Jason Kidd can do it, Nash is a question mark, but like something you were great at your whole career that should translate into what you're teaching. Yeah, it should definitely should definitely should. Okay. Moving on. Let's go to Houston. I like Houston a lot, um, but I don't think anyone else is as high on them as I am. So it kind of made me second guess how I feel about them. How do you feel about them? They're like they're they're like weirdly too um there's too much upside for me to like believe in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because it, Porter and Porter was clicking like as the season ended last year. He was. Yeah. And the team started to look like his team, which looked really, really good. He was, you know, getting flashy. I I think these guys have a lot of confidence in each other, which is something that you don't really see from a young team. But, you know, it kind of gives you um, the Levine, Shabazz, Wiggins, and Towns, uh, Timberwolves kind of vibes. Like, the, this team is full of young, super talented guys, but are they going to do anything? Actually this is another team. I think this team is uh, the most desperate for good coaching. Because mm-hmm. a good coach takes this team to the playoffs. I agree. I like, agree. 
I kept telling myself all summer, like, even if they're good, they're like a play-in fighter. But to be yeah. honest, they have the depth. They have the, the youth, the talent. If they have the coaching, there's no reason they're, they don't have home court in the first round. Home court? Home court. I don't know about all that. Again, I don't I, think their coaching is good enough to scratch that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But this I think team, this team would is take this significant. Team. Oh, my God. I mean, that's like the best case scenario. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> D'Antoni would make this team a, a top five seed. Sure. They're, they're significantly better than every other team we've talked about so far. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. You know, so I, I think so. I just it's such a question mark with a young team when I don't know what their coaching is like. Mm-hmm. That that's when like they'll they'll destroy a contender one night and then lose a double overtime game with Sacramento the next night. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and knock on wood, they have a lot of uh healthy young guys too. Yeah. It's not like these guys are, you know, they came in the league with injuries heart issues, stress fractures, none, none of that. All these guys come in healthy. They're playing the full season. I mean, these guys never get hurt. They're just out here just, you know, thoroughbreds. Yeah. And yeah. I'm really curious how uh, Jalen Green progresses because, like, I feel like his game got more and more exposed as the year went on. Mm-hmm. Like how he didn't really have too much of a reliable mid-range game. He was kind of wild off the dribble. All yeah. things he can make a big jump from year one to two. Yeah, and, and with guys like him, sometimes getting more talent helps because I think that once teams played him before, and he got the Houston uh, rookie three-point record. Once you played him once, the next time yeah. we play him, all right, we're not letting him get threes. We know he's the only scorer they have. You know, I think the defense adjusted to him and no one else was ready for the adjustment. That's what it seemed like to me. And again, that's a coaching thing. Um, I don't think they had Eric Gordon the whole season last year. I mean, just bits and pieces of last year. Um, you think they uh, move him? You think if they're really, let's say they're a six seed, 30 games into the year, mm-hmm. you still think they move Eric Gordon? Is he playing? He's playing and helping he's them get to the sixth seed. Yeah. No, I don't think they move. I'm with that. See, again, if this team wins enough, I would keep it exactly how it is. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I, I just, I think this I know team. I'm reaching. I'm I'm buying into the hype. I hesitated no, all summer. No, I'm I'm with you. I just think this team needs, um. I think they need a veteran that is a is a veteran that like puts them in a certain direction. And Gordon isn't that really. He's just a guy that is just an extra guy on the team. He'll help if they're high, he'll help it out. If they're awful, he'll help that out too. Yeah. You're on a straight line, he just keeps the line straight. I think they need someone that comes in and can shift shift them upward in, in a way. I, I don't think Gordon is the guy. I think if they have a chance to get him, even if he's playing well, if they have a chance to get someone like that, they move him. Like we mentioned last episode, the healed and Turner thing. Yeah. If they had a chance of that. 
for Gordon, no matter where they are, I think they would use it because that makes them have a more of a structure than they have. Now it's just like we just have um Singun, Shingun and a bunch of really, really good guards just all over the place. So we'll see. And we'll see how, how much Jabari Smith um how good he looks on this team. Uh yeah. preseason he looked okay, but he, he's a little soft and Sometimes, you know, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to, like, man up enough in one season, I, I guess. Got you. Uh, but if he does, if he's as, as good as a, what was he, number three pick? Yeah. If he's as good as a number three pick normally is, then, yeah, they're going to be scary, man. Yeah, I'm, not, scary. I'm not as worried about him because I think – like they're going to be feeding off whatever momentum they have. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's going to follow that again. He's another guy. I think if they're not playing well, he'll probably be struggling also. Mm-hmm. And if they're surprising people, he'll be part of that. Give me a, a mold, like another player that you think he would play like in this season, not a ceiling, but like a, uh, like what kind of contribution do you think he'd make? using another player um i would say denver uh aaron gordon okay with probably a little bit less shooting maybe more mid-range shooting less three-point shooting yeah okay i like that i like that i like that a lot i like the rockets man they're probably my favorite young team favorite question mark team at least in the west definitely my favorite question mark team in the west and they definitely need they need to come out hot if my uh way too excited prediction is going to pan out because they're not turning it around mid-season if they start slow yeah i i would expect them to um i would expect them to get going early but if they don't Honestly, I mean, they have to look at a coach and change midseason if if they're not looking good. If they're not looking like they can compete against the veteran teams, they got to start looking around, I think. Like, that's to me, they shouldn't be a clear-cut worst team in the West. No, no way. That's where I'm like, you know, we're not moving fast enough here. They should be battling for the play-in at minimum. Yeah. Yeah. They have Jeff Hornacek as their um, uh, assistant coach there now, which is interesting. I would be mad he, if he took over. Yeah, he's had a good couple of good runs. Uh, okay. San Antonio. Got to talk about it. I don't really have. I have nothing positive to say. Yeah, I was gonna say I have no positive thoughts. I see that they're shopping Josh Richardson, which who cares. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I couldn't give him less. <laughs> yeah, Doug McDermott is just rotting here. He's on the Isaiah... roster. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, they got Isaiah Roby, who I love. And, you know, he's been playing good in the preseason. I hope he has a really good season this year so he can go get paid later. But um, I don't like any of their draft picks. I like Sochan, but. Not here. Right, not here. I, I think he's a good addition. He's not like 
we have nothing, let's get him and and use him to death because I just don't think he's that kind of threat. I'm curious uh, how their uh, Pertle Yako Pertle sweepstakes will play out. <laughs> Uh, buy might, out. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they might just have to buy him out for real. Um, if if they if they really do that, then that reaffirms like how awful he's really been. Yeah, because again, to me, he's a quality backup, but for an expensive price, I wouldn't want him either. <laughs> right. Uh, I really, I mean, Kelvin Johnson is cool. I just, I still have never liked how they use him. I'm not sure how to use him, but I don't like how they use him because I don't think he would be able to play power forward on any other team in the league other than a team that's like in the bottom of the Bro, Does league. he not play? Again, I didn't see him a lot last year, but they like weirdly play him like he's a fucking wing for the Mavericks, uh, like Tim Hardaway Jr. Like he's just chucking way more threes than he needs to. His drives are really soft because they're always off of like a three point drive. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like awkward. It's soft. It's really awkward. They play him almost, um, you know, like a TJ Warren type almost. Like he's inside, he's outside. But he's not. Every shot he takes, every shot he takes seems like a bad shot, even if it's not. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't like how they use him, but I also don't know how another team would use him because I haven't seen him play like he did in college, really, since he's been in the league. Um, I, I have nothing good to say about this team. They just have a bunch of guys. I, I wish they didn't even pick up some of the guys they picked up, like Gorgie Jang. I wish they didn't pick up. I'd like to see him on another team contributing. Like I like I said, I wish they didn't pick up Isaiah Roby. I think he's a really good backup on any other team. This is one of those teams that you're not catching and unless there's like a like somebody's setting some kind of record and happens to be playing them. Yeah. Like if or LeBron like, if LeBron happens to be uh breaking Kareem's record playing them, they'll be on TV. Yeah, they'll or like a team the <laughs> they'll probably beat the Lakers that game. <laughs> yeah, they probably will. Or a team is like arena <laughs> caved in or something, so they had to oh, show yeah. something else. Um, yeah. all right, moving on. Let's go to the Kings. Uh solid team, roster wise. I really like what they did this offseason. I, I like the draft pick. I didn't like him at first. I'm starting to like him. Uh who else did they pick up in the offseason? I'm missing somebody. Oh, Kevin Herter they got. Malik Monk they got. Which I think were, were good pickups because they really didn't have any wings on, on this team last season. It was like they played Davion Mitchell and Fox at the same time. Yeah. We're both. I mean, Mitchell plays point guard, but he probably is really a two just in a point guard's body. Uh, yeah. And they pretty much brought everybody else back. I think I mentioned this to you watching them early on in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, this to me is Fox's last year to show us something. It is. Absolutely Cause, is. Because Mike Brown isn't like, he's not a bad coach by any means. Right. So again, if you're 
50 games into the year 20 and 30 again. Yeah. Like that shows me you have no stability from your best player. Yeah. And and now I'm really looking like for some reason you're always putting up all-star numbers and nobody cares. Right. It doesn't and contribute to them winning. If it's not yeah, if it's not contributing, you're just out there. Yeah. And I'm really going to look at him differently if they're because like you said, their roster got significantly better. Yeah. To me, you got a, a solid enough coach. Yeah. Like you should at least I, I just want to see the strides. I I want late in the year you're part of that battle for the last play in spot. And that's maybe you had had a month where everybody was hurt. Yeah. Some something along that those lines. But to be just like at the bottom of the conference again for how yeah. many fucking years now? Yeah, and he comes out, it seems like he comes out flat sometimes. All he kind of has inconsistencies where you, you'll look at the ESPN bottom line and he has 28, 8, and 8. And then the next night he has 12, two, two rebounds, seven assists. And, and, you know, that's cool when you're not the second best player or, or best player on the team, which I think he probably is the overall best player on the team. It's just you can't do that every night i mean you can't you can't be inconsistent on a team like this where you have the green light you have full freedom you have to do something even if it, even if it takes you 30 shots to get 28 we need your team needs that yeah so i just i want to see him leading a direction because otherwise i'm not sure if they have one i agree and i think sacramento believes in him enough because even though keegan murray looks really nice he's not a franchise no he's not your franchise guy and i don't see that even in his ceiling i think his ceiling is a chris middleton maybe but as we know chris middleton is not a best player on any roster i don't think keegan murray is going to be the best player on a roster so the team must believe that fox and sabonis can be the 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 franchise so and the other thing is that's scary about fox is he's starting to show me He's starting to make me question if he can fit on another team, which is really bad. Like most of the time, if you're a good player, you're playing good. Even if your team sucks, I think of another team like, oh, if they added him, they'd be better. But right now, how Fox plays on Sacramento, I don't feel that way anymore. Yeah. Like two years ago, we we were saying, hey, if Fox, um, if Fox and Ben Simmons trade was like a good, a nice trade. The Fox and for Kyrie trade was like a really interesting trade for Boston at the time. Remember? Yeah. And now I don't know if I trade my point guard for Fox unless I really have like no point guard on the team. And that's that's not good for a career of a guy who, you know, has had a as good of a career as Fox. Yeah, man. And it's it's weird to me, like. I just haven't really liked – sometimes I watch him and I don't like the shots he takes. Me too. You know, it's like you, you're a speed-dominant guy and you're, like, you're stopping for, for like, pump fake pull-ups all the time, for floaters all the time. Like, I understand uh, Monty Morris, I understand him taking floaters all the time. You're not, like, you're not so undersized that everything around the rim has to be a floater. Not undersized at all. 
And dude, and dude, like you don't even have the touch of like a Garland or Steph or any of these guys. So you've never looked like an elite floater guy. You just take them. Yeah. I mean, in college, he was dunking on everybody. I was like, normal. Even Morant has gotten, even Ja has gotten better with the floater. Yeah. I haven't really, he just, again, he just takes them. I haven't really seen him get better. His jumper has been a liability. Has it gotten better the last three years? No. 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 So I just, I'm curious where the, when, when the progression is coming. I'm with you. I'm completely with you. Um, he got his his running mate back, Malik Monk. I, I think that's going to be interesting. I hope that I hope that um, him having somebody that runs with him and that kind of plays his game helps him. But I, I'm completely I'm completely with you. I haven't seen a lot of um, improvement from his game or his how he plays that contributes to the team playing better. So. I hate that. I hate that. Like Sabonis got there, and they just suck. They kept sucking. Mm-hmm. That's what really sucks. Is we should have had the last third of last year. We should have been looking back, like, wow, like there's some upside there between Fox and Sabonis, and there was none. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> they looked good the first game, and never again. Yeah, it was like the first five games they were playing really nicely. Like, okay, oh, yeah. they, they lost, but they still looked good. And then all of a sudden, now they look really bad. So uh, I, I'm completely with you again on that because we're going to have to see. Yeah. Um, Who's next? Who's next? That's all the non-playoff teams, right? The Lakers. Oh. The- <laughs> yeah, that's right. Lakers and Clippers. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, let's go with the Lakers first, obviously. Wow. I mean, they, they even found a way to be a disaster in the preseason. Lakers got worse overall to me. They look um, so bad. Oh my God. They added, we talked about their additions last podcast. Um, they got Dennis Schroeder back for, a quarter or like a fifth of what they were going to pay him. Um, Lonnie Walker, the fourth looks good. Eh, I, don't, I, don't I like know, uh, Toscano Anderson looks all right. He looks all right. That's it. That's all. Pat Bev looks horrible. Uh, Lonnie Walker. I'll be honest. He looks horrible to me. Again, this is preseason. But it's yeah. it's about like you're you're already out there in in a in a manner and how you're gonna play. Yeah, yeah. You're, and you're again, yeah, testing out your game plan at least. Also, yeah. he looks good. Yeah, he looks like he got better. Looks a little stronger. Um, real quick, I want to tell everyone who's listening. If you're, how tall is he? If you're six five, and you know you played high level college basketball, you can play. Like playing in the NBA makes you better after a while. Like you're not just gonna keep playing in the league and just getting worse and worse and worse. Keep getting exposed. Like you get a little bit better just from the NBA workouts. These guys pay for your trainers. You you get to practice with LeBron every single day. You're not gonna be like 
trash your entire career. You're gonna get good at something. You may not be like a star player, but you're gonna get better. With that being said, Austin Reeves is not good, man. Like he's people acting like, oh, you know, Austin Reeves is good. He's starting for the Lakers. Most other teams would not have waited this long for Austin Reeves to be good. It would have been like three weeks into last season, and they would be like, all right, we're cool on that. Let's move on. But Bro. the Lakers are garbage, so they keep, you know, they play him, play him, play him, play him into being really, really good. That's... LeBron has done it everywhere he's went. And, and the Lakers are so atrocious. To me, he's the embodiment of how awful they are because he looks great because he just plays hard. Like any Steve hooper, so any bad. hooper like you or I yeah. can tell that he's he's not a, like an NBA starter by any means. Right, exactly. By any means. There, there, is, there is six men. Jordan Clarkson would obliterate him in a series. Absolutely. Like you have his career like high every even, night. The way Duncan Robinson got fucking benched a year or two ago, it would be exactly yeah. what happened with Reeves. And if this team is trying to, to your point, he is the embodiment because the fact that they start him tells me they have no business or no intentions of going to the finals Bro, or and he's you know, like making the fan, Western Conference Finals. He's a fan favorite all because he what? He hustles back on D? God yeah. forbid we ask Anthony Davis to do that. But listen, let's be honest. Every time the Lakers get a white dude and play him a lot, he becomes a fan favorite. Every time. That's yeah. Their fans yeah, look, their time. fans are very um they're very excitable, you could say. They are, yeah. One nice spin move and all yeah. of a sudden and, and Caruso oh my God. did spoil them a little bit because Caruso was like a meaningful contributing player. He was, yeah. Who just happened to like get highlights a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, Reeves is horrible. He's so limited. And they ask him to like they ask him to be a point with, with a guy. Is that what he's doing now? That's what he was doing last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Last and that's what they did, talked yeah. about in the offseason, him potentially doing. Like, bro, what happened? I thought you had LeBron and Russell Westbrook on the team. Two Why point are guards. we asking an undrafted white dude to play the one? Yeah, that's crazy. What are we talking? Why are we asking an undrafted white dude to play the five? <laughs> right. Why are we asking yeah. him to start at the wing? Who is he guarding? And he hit that one shot last year and it changed one shot against forever. Dallas. Danny Green did the same thing and he's moved like three times since then. Yeah. Like, who cares? Everybody hits a fucking shot. Yeah, bro. And, and you think about so the, abysmal. You think about the other times LeBron has done this. It all results to guys barely being in the league. Like Osman is almost completely out of Cleveland's rotation, and he looked like uh, Austin Reeves when LeBron was there. Yeah. Delva Dova is struggling. I mean, he's on the Kings, but he's been out of the league for like three seasons, like not making any rosters, and he looked like an elite backup point guard with LeBron. <laughs> In the least starting point guard with LeBron. So bro, they're all how how does your offense in the preseason look like agony? It looks it looks oh we're in the preseason. People aren't even playing real defense. Yeah, and they got Kendrick Nunn already taking like 25 shots a game. It's crazy. Like they're already starting out with the go-to Kendrick Nunn uh 
let Kendrick Nunn have this whole quarter kind of game. Dude, I don't know what LeBron and AD are doing, uh, but it's you know who it's going to be a long year for? Russ. Because Russ could be yeah. below. Last year he was horrible. He could upgrade to below average this year, and everything will be his fault. Yeah. And I feel bad for him because, again, no matter – I was as negative as anybody was, and they're so horrible, they'd be just as bad without him. Yeah, at this point, this team is so bad, I can't even imagine what trade they can make to make them better at None. this point. They'd like, ruin, even they'd if they ruin trade Miles Turner. They'd ruin him. Uh, yeah, yeah, they'd ruin his career for sure. <laughs> I mean, the, the guys they've had – that they acted like we're trash, have went and played better everywhere they went. Like everywhere. Drummond, they basically cut Drummond and he went and was starting and was playing great on another team. And like it's just when your organization is that bad, when the coaching is bad, when you know LeBron is led GM is killing this team. I'll give you another comparison. Nobody wants to play there, probably. What? Think about uh Dwight and DeAndre Jordan. I would say at this point in their careers, like one isn't necessarily better than the other. I'd take Dwight because he plays with a lot more energy and he's more impactful on the boards. Yeah. And yet DeAndre is on a fucking roster, even though he's played God awful the last like two stops he's been at. Meanwhile, Dwight two years ago was like a potential six man big for for a contender. He won a championship with them. And and he's unemployed. Yeah. They they already you, they ruined uh, they, Dwight can't even make the top 75. They ruined his career so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And who who did they have starting over Dwight at the time? JaVale. Right. <laughs> All right. Let, let's move on. Yeah. Let's go to another team. Cause... Last in the West is what I'm anticipating for the Lakers. Lakers, honestly, they could be last in the West, but I'll say they'll be. Think about how energetic every every roster, except San Antonio, every roster yeah. we talked about, like there, there's a hunger in that locker room to not suck. Yeah, I, I would I honestly do think they have a real shot at being bottom four, which is out of the out of the plan. They have a really, really, really good shot. LeBron but should be ashamed. How good is Anthony Davis going to be this year to you? Give me his, give me his stat line. Um, I don't think he makes it over forty games. I don't really care about his stat line to be honest. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I really Fair like enough. he's beyond. I've seen him. I've seen him put up Giannis numbers for years. Yeah. I really don't care. I, I'd like to see you hustle back on D. That's really all I ask. Mm-hmm. I've asked I asked that all year last year and never got it from him. <laughs> Everybody right? else at least try even even Russ tries. He doesn't play any yeah. defense, but he tr- he at least sprints back. Right. So AD, I don't know. He looks heavier like every time a, like a some time that he doesn't play go by. I know I've noticed that too. <clears throat> Look at all these guys lose weight. Luca losing weight. Uh, cousin Demarcus losing weight. Dwight losing weight. Drummond lost weight. Drummond looks Drummond. like a guard out there. Yeah. 
not AD. AD's got to get stronger to get fucking bullied by Giannis. Yeah, and Jokic. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, Clippers. Um, yes. Our first, our first, uh, and I think you're on the same page with me, contender. Clippers are good enough to win the championship, but yes. also good enough to get bounced out the first round. Okay, so I was going to say, have, there's no there's no scenario they don't make the playoffs. Oh, no scenario they don't make the playoffs. No, None. If, if Kawhi doesn't even play this season, they still make the playoffs. Yeah. With Wall and Paul George. I'd be um, disappointed if they're in the play-in, to be honest. I'll be disappointed. I, I'm not, I wouldn't be as shocked. It's possible, but yeah. I'd still be disappointed. That's fair. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, obviously, they got John Wall. They got Hawaii back. They really didn't get anyone else new, right? They re-signed Zubac. Re-signed um, Zubac. They got Moses Brown, which is a, he's been a good backup center for uh, his short career. He's a young, decent backup center. Um, yeah, and everyone else is just healthy, which is really all they've been asking yes. for for like four years. Can we just have a healthy team? Which, you know, again, starting the season out there healthy doesn't mean they'll be healthy the whole season, but um, they look solid, man. A really, really deep team. I'd like to see. I'd like to see everyone on the court at least like four, five games before I can really. Yeah. Before I really can assess how dangerous they are. I want to see wall, Paul George, Kawhi and Powell and anyone else out there at the same time. Just once. That's it. Maybe just one quarter. I need to see a game. Yeah. Um, You know what I was actually thinking? Their wing rotation is so good. I would mm -hmm. like to see. Ty Lue establish who like the next two wings are mm, after the starters. Yeah. Yeah. We have no idea what the guard rotation is. Right. We, all we know is Paul George is going to start. Every other guard is like, is a question mark. Is Reggie Jackson starting and wall starting is Kennard coming off the bench early or is he not coming off the bench at all? Is man right. going to play guard or is he going to play power forward? You know, what is Robert uh, Robert Covington going to do? What's Powell going to do? Like as far as ball handling, uh... and and to me, those guys are all like if they're consistently doing something. If you're coming, if Kennard is always coming in early, he he normally gives you a good spark offensively. Yeah, but if you're like varying because like let's say Kawhi is hot, so you leave him out there longer. I mm -hmm. think that kind of hurts their depth. I agree. So I'm um, even like I, I'm not mad that guys are going to be in and out of the lineup because that's guaranteed to happen for them. Yeah. But I want to see like that rotation be clear cut. Like, okay, Kawhi's missing time. Are you like filling in the rotation or are you completely changing and trying shit? Right. So I we'll agree. see how that progresses. You know, one thing Popovich did that. As a fan, I hated, but as a basketball analyst, I thought was really genius was that Manu never came, never started, like never. 
Yes. He, he could have three guys injured, uh, three guards injured, and he'll like get someone out out of free agency yes. to start before he starts Manu. And I would like the Clippers to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want Powell or whoever they have, whoever they use as their sixth man. I want them to be sixth man no matter who's hurt, no matter who's there. Start Amir Coffee, but Powell is still coming off the bench. Like, I, I, I want that kind of system for them. Yeah, but to your point, they'll just bring in whoever is hot, and it kind of throws everything off because um, Powell is one of those guys who will have a really big game, and then you think he should play like way more than he should. Yeah, all of a sudden, and I hate that they do that. They do it often though. Powell will go out like get twenty eight, and like oh, Powell should be playing forty minutes a night, and yeah, he really shouldn't. He just had a good game, right? Um, and, and like with Covington, Covington's a guy. If, if you're going to pick a wing to start alongside PG and Kawhi, Covington's probably the best bet. Yeah, yeah, because he just does what he does. He, he never has a really right. good game or bad game. He's just out there all the time, and he just plays his role. But, um, yeah, those other guys that he asks a lot of, he, they, can't, they can't do a lot of um, starting. Like Reggie Jackson, too, if he starts – you take away his shot opportunities for him to have those big games that yeah. he normally can have. So it's going to be interesting. It, they're going to be the hardest team to coach in the league, I think. Uh, yeah, Ty, Ty going to have to work for that coach of the year if he wants it, if he really wants it. Yeah, he got he has Brian Shaw and Larry Drew on his staff. Two really solid assistant coaches. This is this to me is all the makings of a contender. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. <clears throat> absolutely is. All right. Um, let's talk about Minnesota. We talked about them a lot when the trade happened. Um, so I, we don't have to talk about them for too long, but um, based off the preseason games, I really, really like how they look, man. I really like their depth. I like that they have a lot of guys who – Cover different parts of the game. I think that's something that they were kind of missing before, um, where they would bring guys in who it seems like they would just replace guys who did the same thing. Like Beasley did something, was a catch and shoot threat, good defender. They took him out and they just brought in someone who did the exact same thing. And now I think they have a lot more range in their players. You have Austin Rivers, they got Brent Forbes. Um, Prince is back. He's healthy. Nas Reed is back. He's healthy. They got Eric Pascal. They got Kyle Anderson. Um, and then Jaden McDaniels, who was great for them last season. And then getting Gobert, who I just – I don't think they have just replaceable guys anymore. Like, you take Cat out and you have Gobert. He's a defensive guy. He doesn't do what Cat does at all. So – you kind of have a – they have room to change how they need to play to beat people, I think, which is something really important that I've never seen the Timberwolves have, honestly. I mean, not since, like, Garnett was there. So, with that being said, I don't think that they're going to be, like, a top five seed or anything. I think they're going to be playing probably only because the West is so strong. What do you think? I do think the guys are replaceable, but this depth to me is 
is top five in the West. It is. Absolutely. There's really no flaw. All the depth where you could potentially have a question, the guy has like a good amount of experience. Like Nas Reed, you can make a case is maybe not the best backup, but he plays a lot. Yeah. So he played a lot last year. So he's been there for a little while. So he's he's in, in, integrated into the system. Yeah. You know what I really like about Austin Rivers is you could bench deloading. Uh, yeah. And, and I wouldn't recommend not, it. it it's not an upgrade, but deloading yeah. to me was one of those, like, sometimes you just, you, you got to sub him out. Yeah, definitely. Because leaving him out, Harden is the same way. When he's not playing well, leaving him out there makes it, like, so much worse. Right. And deloading is kind of similar with just like his unwillingness to get involved and just randomness. But Mm -hmm. I I don't know what it is. I don't like I'm looking at the roster and loving it, but I'm with you. I don't see it being a top five seed. Yeah, I just I I don't believe in it. I, I don't believe in it. I think the big thing for me is they don't really have any. They don't have a lot of consistent, um, at least scoring contributions on this roster. Like, I know what I'm getting from Towns and Anthony Edwards every night. It's going to be a lot of shots, but I can't say it's going to be a lot of points every night. And the same thing with D'Angelo Russell. I mean, I know I'm going to get shots, but I'm not sure how many points I'm going to get from him. None of these guys are like real surefire. We're putting points on the board, but the thing is, all of them can put points on the board. Uh, there's just no one that is like legit, consistent for me to feel uh, to have confidence in. So, I will say, I think Anthony Edwards takes this team over officially this year. I agree. I, I think he'll lead them in scoring almost every night. He'll be the go-to guy every night. Should, yeah. Uh, and that, that I think, will clear up. Like, they, they looked poorly coached in the playoffs. I don't think they're yeah. poorly coached. I just think it was a lack of identity that made them blow leads because they didn't really know how to play. Yeah. What I need, what I need is an identity from that front court. Mm-hmm. Like – Okay, like you said, Edwards might take a lot of shots. Towns might take a lot of shots. I I need us to be big every night. Mm-hmm. That that's my problem with them, and why I don't trust them is because Towns and Gobert seem to be twin towers, but I know how they play. Yeah, one of them will be unplayable every every now and then. Yeah. One or two of them will be in foul trouble every now and then. Yeah, for sure. So, like, I lean back towards their last year. Like, yeah, they'll be a fun seven seed. They'll probably win their play-in pretty easily because they are they have a lot of firepower. Yeah. But if Towns and, and Gobert are tripping throughout the year, they're going to go in the first round and get beat by a better team. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that they're a dangerous playoff team. Yes. But I, I think that if you really game plan against them, I think you have a better chance to game plan against them than they do against you. So, yeah, they're like they're supposed to be in the second tier. 
they haven't proven it yet. Yeah. And I do yep. think they'll prove that. that. That remains to be seen, but I I like it. I like their team. I like it a lot, but um, they have I the agree versatility with to have a good regular season, though. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they do have home court in the first round. Yeah, they're kind of like where Utah was last year to me. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of guys that have been there for a while. They're a team, they're a team that probably could beat most teams on a regular night and, you know, get there. Yeah. I would like to see Edwards. Uh, this is another uh, way too excited uh, expectation, but I would like to see Edwards mentioned as an MVP candidate. Oh, yeah, you're bugging. I would like to see it. It would be hard for Edwards because he doesn't affect the game in any way other than scoring. Which he is, could. It's he not could. His... He just doesn't. It's because right. they also, like, the way they play, they scored a ton of points and they gave up a ton of points last year. Yeah, and part of it is because D'Angelo Russell's not really a point guard. That's one issue. I mean, he, he's yeah. a shooting guard that just, can, I just has think, nice I passes. I expect them to slow it down with two bigs. We'll see. But, but they're two fast bigs. I mean, nah, for compared nah, to bigs. Nah. They are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> would they really, in a, in a foot race with Brooke Lopez, would they really beat him significantly? Brooke Lopez? And he's course. like, the, he's the slowest option, I figured. <laughs> of course. Significantly. You don't think Gobert is faster than Brooke Lopez? They are. They are. But significantly. Oh, oh. Yes. I don't know about that. I don't know about I, that. Bro, I've seen Towns, you know, get steals from half court and dunk on people. Like, take two dribbles from half court and get a dunk. I'll give Lopez. you Towns. I'll give you Towns. But but Gobert, no way. Gobert rim runs pretty well. If if it's a long rebound and Brooke Lopez and Gobert are both under the basket, I think you get a chance at a lob for Gobert before Lopez can get to it. That's that's how I look at it. I don't mean he's gonna, this you know, much. beat him. In... <laughs> but no, I don't mean he's gonna beat him in suicide. It's just you know, they only take so many steps on the court anyway. They're yeah. giants. I would like to see like them limit Gobert's minutes. I think they can. Not every night, but a lot of nights they could limit his minutes and not like, not make it seem like he's a scrub. We can you? They can treat it you know as as needed if they need right. him out there more he can play more if they don't he doesn't have to but yeah, yeah to your point i think there is going to be nights where towns is just not going to be able to play defense the whole night like when towns is going to have to play Embiid, i don't want towns on Embiid for 40 minutes i mean that's mm-hmm. that's a rough matchup for both of them it is but i'd rather go bear getting foul trouble and get taken out than towns oh for sure yeah so that's the good thing about it I just I, all right. It's uh, two guys I haven't liked in the playoffs. It makes it weird. Yeah, I haven't liked anyone on that roster in the playoffs other than Kyle Anderson. So that makes it tough too. Yeah, that's that's facts. Um, all right, moving on. Let's go to Memphis. Um, last year emerged as a really really talented team. Um, I don't remember. I want to say they were the what. They were the seventh seed, because they Memphis. No, they were higher. Yeah, they were the third they were seed, weren't they? Third, second, weren't they second? 
Then they played. They played Minnesota first round, two seven. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Warriors yeah, right. slipped. Remember a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I knew they were in the two seven. I just forgot they were in the. They were the two, so they were great. Um, but they went twenty and five without yeah. Ja when Ja that's, was out. That's a huge question mark. Very interesting. Um, they lost a couple of those guys from that time, but they got Danny Green. I don't know if Danny Green stays with them for the whole season. He seems I think like he a, should. I think he should, but I think he seems like a buyout guy for a young team. Um, this is another team that has a lot of guys to me that I don't know what I'm getting every night other than Ja. I think Jaw is going to be electrifying this year, but I don't know, man. I'm not in on Memphis. I was at the end of last season, but over the summer, I'm starting to fade on how I feel about them. I think last year was like a flash in the pan for them. How do you feel? I think I think they're number one seed this year. Number one seed? Yeah. No way. No way. But the only team that comes back, uh, I trust they could be. And this is just regular season. I'm not. I know. I, yeah. I can't be sold on them past that point. But uh, they proved last year that they could win without Jaw. I don't think. While, like, I don't know how it's going to look, I still think they're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. All their guys took a step forward last year. Yeah. It did Everybody. again. It didn't translate well because they're a young team, and this is where a guy like Danny Green should help out. Mm. He's not really Danny enough. has any leadership. He's not enough. Yeah, I needed more like a PJ Tucker, or or yeah, maybe maybe two guys that could really like impact the rotation. Yeah, you know, one guy is probably not enough. But yeah. again, just for the season, I, I think Jackson got better as a defender and an offensive threat. Brooks got obviously much better. Mm-hmm. Their chemistry is, is top five in the league. And Tyus Jones is older than all of them, and he, he got better in like his eighth year in the league. Yeah, and Tyus Seventh Jones year. like was played like a vet all year. Yeah, he played great. None of those things I imagine changing. I agree. Yeah. I still you know, think I, like the Warriors are going to be better or considered better. Yeah. But they're going to run through the, the bad teams this year. I agree with that. But I think the one thing about them is I think that now teams have seen them. I I don't know if they have the same effect. I, I think last year there were a team like when Bain was going crazy. When um, you know, Melton was playing really well, even though they lost Melton. Um, Jackson was playing, you know, inside outside like crazy, and Brandon Clark was a rebounding machine. I think that not having seen that, I think was hard for a lot of teams. Like coming out, oh, we're playing Memphis, they don't have Ja, cool, they're gonna be slower, and then they come out and they're just like they're playing with Ja, just without Ja. Yeah. I think now that teams have seen that, I think they're gonna be really easy to prepare for. Um not saying that they can't still beat teams, but I I don't think they win as many games because I think a lot of teams will be more prepared for a job getting into the paint. That leading the league in points in the paint thing is is not going to keep coming. I think 
Jaron Jackson getting as many threes, wide open threes off is going to stop. You know, I don't think they're going to let Bain and Brooks get the kind of shots they got off last time. I think it's going to, they're going to have to play a lot more, uh, like on ball scoring, a lot more one on one scoring, I think, for some teams. I don't think a lot of teams let them just play like a complete team like they did last season. But, they might though. I, I, I agree with everything back. you I said. I think they they have like a blend though, because they do. They do. Like Brooks and and um, Jackson to me are unpredictable. They absolutely are. I agree with everything you said. I just it's just hard for me to think that teams let them do that again this season. Let them play like they did last season. It's possible though. It really is. I'm not saying. I'm not trying to hate on them because. I really liked them last season. I just, I don't know if they do it again. But uh, like this team, I, I see the reservations. I see what, like why, but they they have no negative potential. No, like, they don't have negative potential. If you look at it, them, Ja will likely come out as an MVP candidate. Very likely, yes. So they're gonna come out hot. Like there's a great chance they come out hot. Mm-hmm. They, there's a great chance they set themselves up again to even if John misses some time to win games because they're all doing things like Clark is going to keep doing the same thing. Jackson's probably going to get better because he's going to be more comfortable. Brooks will probably get better. Now they have a year of experience in the playoffs. They have a yeah. rivalry with the Warriors, so there'll be more motivation on top of, you know, just already being a good team. Yeah. So uh, this roster is perfect to me to uh, to win a ton of games. I I agree. I agree. I think they are too. I'm just – I do have reservations about them doing it again, but it's very, very possible. If they do, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I do think Jaws is going to be a leading uh, MVP candidate, top three candidate. Obviously. This is similar to the Clippers – this is a team that there's no scenario where they don't make the playoffs. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And to me, it'll be, it won't be a slight. It'll be a significant disappointment if they're in the plan. Um, because then we got to because start, of injuries, probably. Yeah, I mean that that won't be as as big of a deal. But like, then we'll really have to t- start talking about like John needing a second option. Or or is the roster working around him? So I I think it's it's more than fine. All right, we'll see. We'll see. All right, um, let's go to Denver. I think we only have a few more teams. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to Denver. Um, they're back, fully healthy. They traded Barton for Caldwell Pope. Uh, they got Bruce Brown. They got Ish Smith. Uh, I don't think they made any other big moves. They look pretty good. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is back. Murray is back. I'm curious to see Murray and Jokic again because Jokic last two seasons has been like overly ball dominant. I mean, he's really been playing point guard for them the last two seasons since Murray's been out. Um, uh, Michael Porter Jr. being back, I'm not sure what to think of that because 
he really had a hard time fitting in even when he was healthy before. I shouldn't say hard time, but they seemed reluctant. Fit. Yeah, they seemed reluctant to really bring him in on the team because he he's a much more ball-dominant player than they treat him, I think. I hate it. Uh, it's weird because I hate it like when he was only a spot-up threat, yet he would yeah. often take over as just a spot-up threat, which made me so mad because I'm like, yo, I know he could be so much more. But, like, mm-hmm. you really don't need more if he's hitting five contested threes in a quarter. Yeah, you know? and the thing is, he would do that, and then they seemed, you know, they acted like, oh, you already taken a bunch of shots. Yeah. Like, we're not going to keep – they didn't really yeah. feed him, and they don't play that yeah. kind of game where they keep feeding people. They yeah. just don't play that game because Jokic wants to be the guy who picks and chooses who scores everything. And people don't notice that enough, and they I think they will now that there's two – you know, bona fide players with him now. Um, but, you know, they didn't have Aaron Gordon last time uh, Murray and uh, Porter Jr. were healthy, did they? Just for a second? I think for a second, yeah. So that's going to be interesting, too. I think they may have the best starting five in the NBA right now. I, I, I don't think that's that much of a hot take. But will they play like it? I don't know. I think my only issues with them is chemistry. They're good enough to be the number one seed in the West. Good enough. But um, I'm definitely curious to see how the chemistry works out. Yeah, I know I'm talking negative about every team, but I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to get this is. uh, Yeah, I'll be overly positive. This Memphis is my like pure logical pick to be the number one seed. Yeah. Just from what I saw last year, just from how I imagine their guys improve. Uh, my heart, though, picks Denver. Because my heart tells me that, like, Murray never really had injury problems before. It just took him a while to come back. Yeah. Uh, Porter Jr., you know, I'm he, hoping. He I'm hoping. Problems. Yeah, he does. And I'm hoping yeah. he doesn't. He gives them like a stretch where he doesn't. Yeah. But I really love the three names that they added. I think Ish Smith, uh, Caldwell Pope, and Bruce Brown, yeah. those guys win you like 10 to 20 games just off of being key contributors. Yeah, po- very possible, especially for that kind of team. Like to me, this is the first time they had a, a, a true two guard that I trust at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. To, to me, I never to play on both Harris. sides of the ball. Too. Right, and Harris was always like an awkward fit, and Barton was always so hot and cold. Yeah, like KCP is a true end of game spot up threat. Mm-hmm. KCP is a true matchup with the other team's best guard for most of the night. Yeah, Bruce Brown has shown that he's going to fit right in. I mean, the way he cuts with Jokic is going to be an easy fit. Yeah, easy fit for Bruce Brown for sure. And then yeah. you replace because Monty Morris hypothetically is a big loss and Austin Rivers. Yeah. But you replace that with a guy who's dynamic. Ishman? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying he's like a sixth man, but he's he's a guy who makes uh, your, your bench unit look better. I gotcha. Yeah. And, and quickly. Yeah. So yeah. to me, to me, I like the names you added even though you already had a solid roster. 
mm-hmm. I think Bones Highland is only going to get better. He looked great last year. Yeah. Uh, I think I think just playing him more is going to help them. Yeah, man. And yeah. so I think that my heart tells me that this team, if anybody hits their all their like potential, Denver is going to just dominate. I agree. I agree. If, if all the teams play the best they can play, I think Denver is the number one seed. Yeah. And really not that close. And only the Warriors would be close, I would think. I don't um, like DeAndre Jordan, but he'll be gone sooner than later. If they're struggling, he'll be gone like that. I think, I think they'll keep him because I – and this is one thing – you know, my only issue with how Jokic plays, I think the less somebody does, the better they play with Jokic. Like the the less dynamic you are, the more likely you can fit in with with Jokic. So I think I don't know, I think man. They'll keep I, him just for a lob threat. Just it's like it's weird because oh, like Bones found a way to shine. Yeah, he did, but they don't play him that much. If they play him a lot, I, I'm curious to see how he is. If they play him a lot, but. They play him in really short spurts. And I imagine they well. have to because Murray's just going to be coming back. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Again, a, a lot of this team makes me very excited because there's not really a lot of downside if other than injuries. It really isn't. The any coach has downside. been there. I know their coaching is good enough. Malone has Malone himself has improved. He went from probably a bottom tier coach to at worst above average. Yeah. So, yep, they're right there. All right, uh, let's go to Phoenix. How do you feel about Phoenix? I really don't have a lot to say about Phoenix, honestly. Um, I'm curious if they'll keep the injury luck they've had the last several years. Do you think they missed their window? Yes. I do, too. I do too. I, I think that they should really, really start looking for another point guard. Is that I think that this year, maybe next year for CP is a wrap. I, I yeah. think you know I can CP, see him. I feel bad for CP, man. He can't afford to have a bad year. I think he's the kind of guy that would just retire mid-season too. I don't think he really cares about playing. What? No, I don't know about all that. No, not not this season. Not this season. I'm saying like. Next season or the year after, I think, I think like Christmas will come around and CP's is like, I'm done. I'm going home. You know what can't really happen? Like the narrative, the narrative that you're a weak link, like that's in the back of everybody's mind now. Even, even the CP fans are like, man, like maybe CP really is, is kind of a liability in the playoffs with some of the antics and the, and the nonsense. And yeah. now, and now the arch nemesis, Pat Bev got a podcast. He's been trashing you relentlessly on ESPN of all things. Like, yeah, talking about like their uh, middle school camp and stuff. Yeah, dude, stuff. You, yeah. Can't, you can't let Pat Bev go out there on his podcast and and go over your fucking lowlights every night. I think this. I think this team still will make the playoffs, but I, I think that they lose their luster. I think they look a lot more beatable this season. Yes, that's that's where. They're kind of like fluke coat of invincibilities gone, completely gone. Yeah. yeah. I don't have anything else for them, do you? 
Now, again, I'm curious if their depth survives because they've had really good luck the last couple of years with just like the majority of their roster staying in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to Dallas. Uh, they added they Christian added Wood. Christian Wood and JaVale McGee. And they got well, Jaden like Hardy editions. in the draft. I like both editions. I and love Jaden Hardy. Hardy. Love Hardy, man. I He's like tough. that they didn't I like that they didn't make too many moves, to be honest. Yeah, me me too. I think they you know, I think they wanted to bring Brunson back. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. I think teams I, I mean the media seems like they are painting it like they were willing to let Brunson go. I really don't think they were. I think Brunson wanted to leave. Um but yeah, I think I mean I think they have a really good team. I think they have what they need. They have the go-to guy, the MVP candidate. I I actually think Luca will win MVP this year. But they have the MVP candidate, they have a bunch of shooters around him, they have a team that you know, they a little bit remind me of the LeBron's first stint at the Cavs. Obviously, Luca is not LeBron, but it's your go-to guy, and it's a bunch of guys that just are out there yeah. that fit to what he does and that can just play with what he does. And I think that the whole organization is trying to move in that direction. I don't like the Christian, uh, the Christian Wood edition, but... I'm really curious to see how it works. I just don't think it's going to work that great. I like the JaVale I want to see how edition a lot. I love the JaVale edition, yeah. The lob threat is is something that every team needs, and JaVale is one of the greats at the lob. And I like Jaden Hardy, man. I think he's a great replacement for Brunson. If you have to lose Brunson, I think that um, he fell in the draft like crazy and I remember watching it because he was one of the few guys that was invited there that fell that low. He looked so embarrassed. I felt bad for him. But preseason, he looks fantastic. Summer league, he looked fantastic. Uh, He handles the ball. He's explosive. They got Hardaway back. I just I don't see any negatives in their offseason. I really don't. Really, really, really don't. I think they look really, really good. Um, This is another team that their entire roster – place to their strengths so yeah. it, it's really hard for me to picture that they maybe they decline and lose a, a bit more off of like maybe defense or maybe they start off shooting the ball poorly yeah but none of that again shooting the ball poorly they'll heat up and, and run off like 12 straight games easily yep you know and, and i'll give you another award beyond luca being an mvp favorite I think Spencer Dinwiddie's a sixth man favorite. That's very, very fair. He was a flawless fit last year for them. With Brunson gone, that's even more. He got a lot of shots with Brunson. He did. So to me, he's going to control their bench entirely. And you, you see how they've played. Any guard that plays well for them, like he just dominates essentially. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, let's go to the Pelicans. One of my favorite teams in the West, by the way. This is probably the most exciting team in the West. Yeah. Between um, them and Denver. They're gonna be full strength. They 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 got 
Dyson Daniels in the draft. Um, I don't really think they added anything else. They're just healthy, which is they paid really Alvarado, all they, they paid McCollum, paid Zion. Yep. yep. Uh Ingram they paid last year, I believe. Yeah. Uh and all these guys, I mean, Alvarado is like a basic contract guy, but all those mm-hmm. other guys now are locked up for like years. Yep. So the core, you pretty much set your core. And I love that they did that after finally having like a true championship building year. Yeah. And like we've mentioned a few times already, everybody is getting better on this team. Everybody. So, um, yeah. And and this team is so, last year was so important for them too, because now like it'll look bad if Zion's never healthy. But you're mm-hmm. you're good enough to be close, waiting for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now and, with and the improvements off last year, you really should be a contender again without Zion. Yeah, and you also can actually see where Zion fits and and works on this team. Like a lot of the times, even when Memphis was winning without Ja, it was wasn't as easy to see. Oh, when they get Ja, this changes. But with this team, without Zion, you could see, all right, when they get Zion, he's going to fit right into that. Yeah. Like they, they were playing in that kind of mold. And I think Willie Green, and last year was Willie Green's first year, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Didn't they have, um, they had Gentry before that, right? Yeah. I think Willie Green was coaching them to that reality that Zion will be back and he'll fit into something that we're doing. And it was good having like guys like Larry Nance there who is – you know, a high flyer who gets rebounds, who kind of plays. I mean, he's not nearly as good as Zion, but he plays kind of how like a placeholder of where Zion would be, you know? Yeah. Um, they look good, man. Herb Jones looks great. Uh, I'd like to see them integrate Devontae Graham more because I think he is capable. They just really didn't find a place for him last season. I think him being healthy, hopefully, for a whole year would help out. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. He's had a lot of, like, a lot of, like, wrist injuries, arm, in, like, weird, bad accident injuries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trey Murphy, the third, is really, really, really solid for them. Uh, yeah, man, I'm excited for them. I'm excited for them. I, I think they should be seems like we've said this about every team, but they should be on the top side of the playoffs too, really. I, I don't really see them being in the play-in. I think they're good enough to be on the top side. Yeah, I've been pretty positive with the predictions. I will predict that McCollum and Ingram should be a top five duo in the league. McCollum, does McCollum make all-star this year? Yeah. I think so too. I think both of them should – I think this team should be good enough for like them to be such a all-star favorite that like even if other guys have better statistical years just off of the Pelicans playing so well, they should be in it. You think it'll be like the Atlanta year? Yeah. Not quite four, but yeah. Yeah, three probably. Those three. Valachunas might sneak in there. Valchunas has kind of been due for all-star as far as his stats. Like, stat-wise, he's kind of been due for it. All right. Um, last team. 
The champs. The dubs. Uh, Golden State Warriors. I got to say, man, they look amazing in the preseason. <laughs> like the way they're fitting in uh, Kaminga and Moody and Jermichael Green and DiVincenzo. Guys that I – DiVincenzo I had questions about. Jermichael Green I had questions about. I knew Kaminga would be good because I thought Kaminga should play more last season. I'm not sure. If, I'm still not sure if I'm a Moses Moody believer, but Wiseman looks fantastic. They look good, man. I I I did question whether they needed more veteran talent, but the way Moody and Wiseman and those guys look, they, I yeah. could see them repeating easily. To be honest, we've said a lot of teams could be number one seeds. I don't know if they'll be number one seed because we know how they do. They may have a good game or they may play a team that sucks and just not play Steph and Clay that much. Just happens like that. But they look great. I have I can't think of anything negative to say. They're they're good. Dollar has a good last season. They're the prohibitive favorite in the conference. Yeah, they are. and I couldn't give. They could be in the fucking playing for all I care. You still betting on them? And I'm still betting on them. They paid Wiggins. They paid Pool. I mean, Pool looks all way better in the. You talking about the preseason Pool? I mean, I talked about the floater earlier, and uh, and Fox just taking him, even though he's not good at him. Pool yeah. was like a floater maestro last year, and he looks way better. He does. He was he he used to come out of the pick and roll and make bigs look helpless, and he looks like he got better at that. He does. Pool. He looks like he he's yeah. got more of a bag somehow. Pool looks like he's staying with the Warriors just as a courtesy. To be honest, <laughs> I know because <laughs> the way he's playing, he looks like he could go to any team and just be the best player on the take team. Take off. Good yeah, God, like, he looks what? elite. I, I kind of like you guys, so I'm going to stay around. Even though you punch me in the face, I'm going to still hang out with you guys. Yeah, man. And they're, you know, they again, they're, they didn't, um, they weren't exempt from drama in the preseason. So they Obviously, did have a tough yeah. situation to deal with. But with the first team, game, man, Draymond came back. They look great the other night. They looked oh, great. yeah. Dude, they're not going to have a problem on the court with that. Yeah. Um, again, this team is so flawless. It's not this team is not so flawless. The way they play is so flawless. That's really a lot of my reservations with Memphis, with Denver, even with the Clippers. I'm really excited about them because hypothetically, I know how good they could be. Yeah. But the Warriors are the only fucking roster that like has shown me that yes, we could be as good as you imagine us to be and probably even better. Yeah. And, and you know what else, what makes them so elite? We talk about a lot of the benches and it took me a while to kind of understand this, but um, any reservations you have about their depth or their bench, they find a way that as long as they have one of the starters out there, the team plays like the starters. I know. Like, and it'll be like Clay. Like I, Clay it, is not yeah. like Steph or KD. Right. He's just right. out there as part of the unit. 
Exactly. And that's what's that's what's crazy. I don't know if I can think of another team that does that. Um, no, there's not. And it, like you said, it's not Draymond who is part of how their offense runs is not Steph. It's just it could be Wiggins. Yeah. And the team looks like the Warriors still. It could be Wiggins and four guys off the bench and they still look like the Warriors. It could just be Iguodala sometimes. Yes. With the bench unit and they look like the Warriors. So I think that's something that is so unique about them. Because Denver did not do that at all. You take Jokic out of the game, Denver plays like a completely different team. And it's not bad. They can still win like that. But it that's what separates the Warriors from everybody else, even the best teams. Phoenix, if you take CP and Booker out, or CP or Booker out, they look like a different team. Yeah, if you keep in Booker out the mid-range, they're struggling to score. Yes, and Warriors ha- never have that issue. It's just so it's so their bizarre. Roster, but like in the past, we've always looked at their roster. It was really the in between the KD leaving and last year. But yeah. you looked at their roster like it's not good enough. But their yeah. entire playoff run, start to finish, was like a glaring. We're good enough, and more than enough. Like Wiggins is good enough to to start at the three. Divin Chins, I don't know why you were curious about Divin Chins, though. I knew he'd be a flawless fit. He Her doesn't fit in Milwaukee because Milwaukee's like a not their role players are like a knockoff version of of the Warriors role players. Yeah. As far as how they play. Yeah. So the Divin- only thing about DiVincenzo is he he just doesn't really have like a real position. He just kind of goes out there and just does whatever and the other that, guard do is. Do the Warriors doing. not thrive off playing guys like that? <laughs> they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So yeah. to me, it's a perfect fit. Uh, Kuminga looks great. Wiseman looks healthy and great. I mean, again, is there any surprise any of these guys got better? No, I, I mean, it, they have the environment where guys are going to get better. Guys are going to get better. They're going to touch the ball every time they come out there. And, you know, it's hard to it's hard to remember that pool comes off the bench. Like, I think sometimes when I'm watching them and I'm thinking the Warriors, I'm like, yeah, their starting five is good. But then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Pool is like, he's their sixth man. And he seems like he should be in the starting five. He plays like a starter. The pro party the, lineup the moment, is still going to be the best lineup in the league, and and this is again another among just an endless re- number of reasons why the Warriors are so good. Like Clarkson just takes a lot of shots, and because he's a bucket, his stats say he's six men. Yeah. Um, Harrow, same thing for Miami. Lou Williams did that for years. Crawford did it for a lot of the guys who win six man. They're just like they put up the stats for it. Yeah. Bro, Poole comes in the game, and like Manu, the offense morphs to center around the current because Steph came out the best, came out the game. Now the new best players in the game, and the entire offense is fit, fit around that. You're, you're completely right. That was a fantastic point. Poole really is a sixth man because he is the sixth starter, and that's how Manu was. He was exactly. the sixth starter. But and to your point, Clarkson, Lou Williams, all those guys are not six starters. They're just like the best player that is on the bench. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. And that to you're, me, you're like that's right. why that's why by what December everybody was like, "Yo, the Warriors got a new Splash Brother." 
Yeah. Like, who who else could get certified in half a season as a splash brother? Off the bench. Off nobody. the bench. That's no, nobody insane could off in the bench. itself. So yeah. the Warriors are just the prohibitive favorites. I don't think injuries slow them down. I don't think uh, dudes swinging on each other in practice slows them down. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be fine. I think, you know, they'll have to address Draymond's situation after the season, but that is what it is. I tell you what, Draymond better outplay Kaminga. Because oh, Kaminga looks really Draymond, good. Draymond, the time is ticking, bro. Kaminga looks really, really good. I mean, if I, Wiseman is killing it out there. Yeah. Dude, you lucky, like, uh, Looney's limited enough to, he's not taking your clock, even though he's been great. No. Yeah, no, no way. <laughs> but but Wiseman and Kuminga will snatch that shit. And Moody is a, is a strange kind of thing. I think they're kind of trying to make Moody into what Igudala does for them. So Moody has really good size. He's, like, it's weird. He's only 6'5", but his, like, his, he's so wide. He looks like yeah. he's 6'8 out there sometimes, you know? Like, his body is shaped kind of funny, like a bigger guy. He's yeah. strong. I mean, he gets to the basket. I think they're kind of trying to see if he can be a good defender. But, yeah, man, I mean. It's no wonder Iguodala came back. This is a free run to the – free ride to the finals, bro. It should be. Yeah, it really should be. There's really, like, all year we're talking about the other West teams, like, how do they stack up against the Warriors? Mm-hmm. And they probably won't. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's just about how we'll see how well Clay comes back and how Draymond play. But every, we know what Poole and Steph are going to bring us this year. We know yeah. that the young guys are going to emerge this year. We know what Wiggins is going to bring us this year. Wiggins is still only 27. This guy, dude. He's Despite only 27. <laughs> feels like it yeah and then yeah. so that's that's why it makes so much sense to pay him because you yeah. put him in a position to be happy he he's now looked at as like a premier wing and he is he's always been good enough to be yeah but now it's finally clear cut yep yep all right um you want to talk about the rewards this time, or do you want to wait for the uh, our East? Wait till we talk about the East. Yeah, let's wait till we talk about the East. Okay, cool. Well, um, anything else you want to get off about the West? Uh, it's the Warriors Conference to lose. That's it. It is the Warriors Conference to lose. The Warriors can coast and just, as long as they get home court, which they've done in the past multiple times, just play to get home court not, not necessarily the number one seed not necessarily 70 wins and they I think that they know for it that hard last year like they gave up just because memphis never really cooled off yeah yeah exactly and phoenix exactly. didn't cool off but i think now i think that actually now i do think that they're going to try to be harder to get um home court over some of those teams like memphis i don't think they want to play in memphis again or playing well, Dallas. I again. agree with that. But um, if it's like LA or something like that, I don't think they're going to worry too much about home four. I think they're okay playing them, but it's the young guys, the young, you know, playing in Denver is always tough. 
if they could get past Denver and get I think Memphis is really Memphis is probably the one team I'd really not want to have a seventh game there. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, I think I I could still be confident. Like you know, I've been in this situation, but Memphis Memphis has a lot of momentum. If they're yeah. if they're a number one seed, they're like a you know they're there. You know, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to our NBA preview part one. Uh, we'll be back and to bring part two, talk about the East and some of our award predictions, um, a little more in depth about some of the trades that have went by. Uh, please subscribe. Stay tuned for that next episode. And um, we'll see you guys next time.